Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Connects podcast. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Tom Snyder, Executive Director at Riot. Riot focuses on economic development by capturing emerging markets and accelerating startups. Riot creates IoT opportunities locally, nationally, and globally. Thanks for being with us, Tom. Yeah, thanks for having me, Stephen. I'm glad to be here. Of course. Uh, I'm really excited to be talking to you today. Uh, Excited to be talking to somebody who's so well-connected in the world of IoT and, and what an interesting time it is to be talking about technology. We are actually seeing tons of new opportunities for IoT arise in this unique time period. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So g- given the current circumstances that we're in, what do you see as the biggest challenges or obstacles for existing companies or even new companies? We believe as economic developers that jobs get created where technology is going. Markets always emerge, uh, evolve, excuse me, and, and things emerge and change because of technology. We think that's a key driver. What's really unique right now is that change is happening in fast forward. So the normal evolution that every company needs to make is happening much, much quicker now because of the unique circumstances within which we're living right now. So I think a lot of trends that we knew was going to happen, we, we knew there was going to be more remote working, there was going to be more use of video, there were, you know, and so on and so forth. We're just being forced to, to adopt right now. So instead of the normal curve of you know, early adopters and then you know, mainstream users and then eventually laggards, like everyone is having to use tech in a different way really fast. And, and some companies are adjusting that more quickly than others. Right. Despite the rapid change in the way that business has done since the beginning of the year, which seems like forever ago, we are still seeing companies accelerate through the obstacles of new adjustments. And why do you think that is? Some of the companies are recognizing that the economy has not shut down. I, I think that's a, a mistake that we've seen in the media uh, and in the national discourse around, you know, the economy is shut down and when are we going to reopen? What they've recognized instead is just markets have changed. And those that have adopted new ways of working or pivoted into new areas to adjust to those market changes are actually doing really, really well. I'll give an example. We're working with a startup company that was in the space of trying to help automotive dealers to keep their service space full and to, you know, to, to create loyalty after somebody buys a car to continue to use their shop for service over the long term. And they've recognized now in the time of social distancing as they pivot a product to actually go pick someone's car up, deliver it to a dealership, get it, get the oil changed, get whatever repair done, and then deliver it back to a consumer. Well, that, that's a behavior even in normal times that people would like. But in this particular market, that's critically important because people don't feel comfortable going and sitting in a waiting room with a bunch of strangers while their car is getting serviced. So, you know, pivoting into these changes, there's huge opportunity. Well, I kind of want to pivot the conversation to standards for a little bit and talk about how important standards are to this development process across IoT applications. Standards are incredibly important. And we're still at this interesting point in the Internet of Things economy where there are some standards that are emerging, but there's a lot that is still undecided. One of the things that we focus on in our startup accelerator is helping startups to understand fundamentally the difference between standards and regulations. Regulations are things that you have to do. They're they're legislated in, in some way. But standards are things that are driven by the market. And in areas of IoT where there isn't quite a standard. You know, what is going to become 
the standard low power wide area network technology, for example. Um, what tends to happen historically is whoever captures the market the fastest, whatever the killer app is that everybody wants, becomes the standard. You know, we saw it when Bluetooth won out over Ant Plus, for example, for, for a low power wireless technology. Um, and so those that are thinking about standards and understand the importance of standards, go out there and solve the biggest problem with the biggest audience that gets the widest market adoption. And if you do that well, you have the opportunity to create the standard. On that topic, what industries do you think stand to gain the most from IoT? Is it healthcare, uh, smart cities, transportation, energy even? I think all sectors are going to benefit dramatically from IoT, but they're going to do it on different timeframes. Uh, manufacturing and, and industrial applications have known this for years. Since before it was called IoT, they were using real-time data to drive yield and cost efficiencies and improvements. We're seeing more regulated industries like, like healthcare and medical devices and stuff taking longer to, to come into play and smart cities to some degree as well because there are much more difficult challenges around maintaining privacy and security of data and other things. And, and there are companies, RTI is one of them doing great work in the security space to make sure that, that information is handled properly. Uh, but I think in the end, all industries are going to benefit. The question is, which industries use IoT to continue to do the same things they're doing today, just more efficiently, which is kind of the easy entry point to, to using IoT, but is kind of a short-lived model in terms of, of profit, profit margin? And what are the industries instead that say, because I have all of this new edge information, I can create incredibly new value and get much closer to customers and, and serving their needs. Those are the companies that are really going to thrive. And, and we see it in, in energy. We see it in agriculture. We see it in every sector. Right. I want to go a little bit off the beaten path here uh, real quick and talk about a buzzword that you hear every now and then in the space of IoT, and that's AI. How is AI coming into play during this time right now? Data is at the center of everything, IoT. And, um, you know, and it's popular to say data is the new oil. It's, you know, there's all kinds of, of metaphors that are right. used. But at the end of the day, all this information that we can collect isn't that important. What's important is what does all that data and information mean? And predominantly where that meaning comes is through artificial intelligence and through machine learning and, and other kinds of algorithmic approaches. And that's driven by that fundamentally, if we have the opportunity to automate, not just automate in terms of like robotics and assembly, but automate decision-making, really get the machines talking to the machines and making decisions in a good way, we can do things faster, we can do things with higher quality, and, and the decision-making engine behind all of this, you know, we loosely call AI. I have one last question for you, Tom, and that's, what, what are some of the, the craziest or in quotations was not expecting that IOT applications that you've seen recently? We're lucky. We get to see startups across a whole range of different areas. Uh, one company we had worked with recently, Campana, is bringing IOT to pet cremation. <laughs> Who would know that's actually a massive industry that, you know, end of life for, for pets and end of life management uh, today, sometimes tragically looks like, you know, a pet leaving, say, a vet clinic or something and ending in a landfill. And um, 
there, there are cremation services that have, have grown, but there's no real intelligence or, or backend automation of that. And so wrong pets are getting delivered back to owners and, and just the things that, you know, are tragic. Uh, right. Through some RFID technologies and some of the chip technologies that are, you know, a lot of dogs and, and cats have ch chips in them. Uh, a company called Campana in North Carolina has developed out uh, kind of an automated approach to quality assurance through that whole process and bringing the right ashes to the right people and then having, you know, down the road, the opportunities to have things like when you walk near the urn of the pet, maybe a memory comes up on your phone. You know, there's really interesting new applications in right. what otherwise sound like pretty morbid, bizarre industries. I just wanted to bring this up. There was actually one I heard of the other day where they were using IoT with cockroaches, where there's been buildings that have uh, collapsed and they go in there and the rubble to try and find uh, survivors and things like that. Is that something that you've come across as well? We have. There's a researcher at NC State University named Dr. Albert Boskert, who has done a quite a bit of work with both cockroaches and moths putting tiny single board computers on the insects and then sending them into uh, like Fukushima or after earthquakes and other things uh, with little transmitters and microphones and other things. And, you know, the ability to bring technology like that to search and rescue is really, really incredible. Yeah. I, I mentioned AI just a minute ago. Is there another buzzword right now in IoT that everyone's talking about or everyone's striving to, uh, to accomplish? I don't think there's a buzzword in tech right now that doesn't really tie back to IoT. Now, you know, I'm a little bit biased. We run an IoT-focused organization and think of that as an umbrella term. But certainly one of the buzzwords that's getting a lot of attention is blockchain. And how is blockchain going to, to help enable authenticity of data across, say, an IoT value chain and, and really make sure that the, the data that's collected at the edge that's then maybe moved and aggregated at a gateway and analyzed in the cloud, moved back and forth. Are, are there ways to authenticate and, um, and, and track that? Uh, a good example is uh, traceability across a food supply chain for public health. You know, blockchain is a big part of a component like that. So that's one of the buzzwords that certainly we're, we're hearing a lot about right now. Tom, I wanted to thank you so much for your time today. It was short and sweet, but we got a lot of good information. And uh, I really appreciate you joining us and uh, letting us discuss IoT with an expert. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Stephen. And uh, thanks to the audience. Absolutely. And to all the listeners, please visit uh, riot.org to learn more about what they're doing in the world of IoT. That's riot.org. And thanks again. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Connects podcast.